This is Political Junkies with Brian Howie. Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome back to Political Junkies, the podcast for those hooked on politics. Uh, my compadre, Michael Sartain, is, as they say, on assignment. Is he on assignment? He's doing something. I don't know what he's doing. So we brought in from the bullpen. Uh, this is a podcast, so you might not be able to see what he looks like, but you're going to have to pull this up on YouTube if you want. He does look like Bruce Willis, and we're trying to rent him out for <laughs> uh, bar mitzvahs yes. and Christmas parties. He's available for this. Craig Handelsman, how are He's you? He's available, yes. yes People tell you that available. on the street? Tell me that since I'm 15 years old, yes, which is kind of weird, but yes. That is weird. Cool. Were you bald at 15? No. But so you look hair. like him in the he, hair phase, he had too? had hair back then, too. So, so you've aged the same? Appropriately. You've yes. aged appropriately? Yeah. Huh. It could have been his double the whole time. It would have benefited me nicely, I'm sure. Yeah, I in think go out to a club and drunk um, girls would be like, Bruce, yeah. and you could... John wants it. to go to Australia and act like I'm Bruce Willis. I think you that. could. I think you can go to Japan and places like that. that. I think you can. No, um, <laughs> I think you're still good. Also joining me today, uh, significantly more attractive and more important and better dressed than the rest of us. Agreed. Uh, she's running for Senate, and we're going to have to dive into this... Um, Sherelle Mendenhall, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you? How does a nice girl like you get involved in politics? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great question. Uh, to be honest, I, I would have rather someone else uh, step up to the plate. But um, if you've seen like the bystander effect, that's kind of the way I like to explain it. Yeah, is I've been waiting and hoping for someone to step up and kind of turn things around for such a long time, and now you kind of see the catastrophe that's at hand. Um, and the bystander effect is a bunch of people standing around watching something horrific happen. And the more people that are watching, mm -hmm. the less likely it is someone's going to call for help. Right. So in this, there's so much of us watching, but no one's stepping up to the plate. And you are defining the horrific as what? The horrific <clears throat> is the crumbling of our country. Yeah, I would agree with that. You, and you could probably argue with that from both sides. Like, I, I think that you can blame whoever you want, but you could say, you know, we heard that for the last, I don't know many, many years that, that people perceive that. That being said, before we started this, you're like, how did you start doing a political podcast? That is a much smaller leap than, oh, I'm going to go for senator. And right. this is the seat currently held by... Um, Catherine Cortez Masto. Who took, who took Harry Reid's longtime seat, right? Yes. So you weren't like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, city council or uh, state rep. You're diving into the deep end of the pool. Um, I don't want to be in politics forever. Um, my whole entire goal is um, I want to take this and treat this like a business and help turn it around and then pass it on to someone who is going to take it and make it better. Even like taking that baton. You want to flip the seat. Yes, I want to flip the seat. <laughs> but also, but also I want to put like this electric fence around our freedoms and put that in place because that, that needs to go all the way down. And if I just go into, say, the school board mm -hmm. where I, I'm just protecting that, I need to protect our country. Have you have you thought about running, Craig? Never. Never. Not even for a half a second. I think about it all the time. I used to want to run for uh, Santa Monica City Council, and um, what made you not run? It's pretty much the People's Republic of Santa Monica. Even if you have reasonable to slightly conservative views, you have no shot there. Right. None. Um, that's why. Like, I was just like, this will be an uphill battle because it's a city council. It would be, you know, what I don't know the number. I think there's eight. It would be seven to one, six to two all the time. Felt like I couldn't get anything done. So here I am doing, doing it here. Um, 
you, how do you balance, a Senate has to balance their responsibility between the state, mm-hmm. which is the state of Nevada where we're recording this, and sort of the national picture. Right. Which are you more worried about, passionate about? I know you have to balance both, but is there something like I've seen that my backyard I have to protect? Mm-hmm. Or are you looking at the, the bigger picture in terms of where we are as America? Uh, I think that that's... It, pretty equal, you know, across the board. I mean, I look at the numbers specifically. Take a look at uh, our water issue. So it's like we have an economy, like we have so many different things we need to address, but our water issue, we're going to be out of water in 2035. That's pretty freaking urgent to me. So if we don't do something like desalinization or, um, you know, taking a completely new avenue for water. And why are we going to run out of water? Because we use and we use and we've grown at such an exponential rate that we have not um, alloc- reallocated water since like 1947. Do you have, yeah. other, do you have other options other than desalization? Uh, well, we can I gather a, a lot of the rainwater. We yes. let it go. We kind of rely on, we're lazy about where our water mm-hmm. supply from and we're lazy about how much we use it, especially we're recording this in Las Vegas. They're not shy about water. We no. don't restrict it, but there's a lot of ways to gather water. Right. It's expensive. Yes. People talk the other, we're talking about like, oh, we need a pipeline. This is the way we do oil. Well, water actually costs more than doing that. It's not financially doable. Right. So, but it, at the same time, we have to kind of take a look at it. So we actually have like 72% of our land that is public land. Mm-hmm. So federal land. So if we take some of that and bring in manufacturers and kind of do the numbers, so to balance that out, and then it is a big ticket. It's a big dollar amount in order to do that pipeline, but we build it and we're looking at paying it for maybe the next 50 years. Yeah. And is Uh, that bigger than having no water? I'm just curious. Well, I don't mean... There's no. I, oh, I, oh, we went through this in California a couple of years ago. Oh my God, I mean, there's a drought, a and really then you, big military, and then it rained. Maybe we mm-hmm. can use that. For and then there water. wasn't a problem in California anymore. The problem in Nevada is there a problem in Nevada? Is Lake Mead running out of water? There's a problem, but in then the whole it'll rain. West coast of of the United States. It won't rain. I mean, we we have. Well, see, so it rains in California. No, oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does. All that water that comes okay, down. Okay, but the rain. Okay, but it rain. Rain is not enough it doesn't rain enough and it's does farmland is not farmed right and things are not done right oh i agree with that can't we seed clouds like the chinese <laughs> do i think we can you put that on your platform i think this cloud pi- seeding i think this pipeline thing is being blown off very quickly Correct. and shut down without real research i mean i heard i don't know anything well, I, re- I heard the other day like somebody laid out the cost of it somebody being whom Somebody who's against it or somebody who's for it? I think I think I just saw because I wasn't for it or against it. My initial thought was, well, that's a good idea, and then I looked at it and they're like, oh, that can happen because of the economics on it. Well, okay, well if the cost is no water, but we also uh, don't seem to really be rationing even the slightest amount. I think you're tapping the root of the whole problem. Is nobody cares about the solutions; they care about what their interests are and. Really, if it's a solution-based right. problem, then both sides, whatever side, all sides come together to make a solution. Do you think it's that. a climate change issue? I actually don't. Right. I and don't. I don't either. So how do you balance that? Like suddenly we're out of water? So one of the biggest things is you actually have to take the issue, mm-hmm. weigh it. So it's a business thing. You weigh it. Like you were just talking about, like, do we just run out of water? Uh, is that our option? No, it's not. 
So I'm also not going to lean on just one option. Mm-hmm. We have to lay like the a cost m- analysis. Type Correct. Of yeah. And then we kind of take a look at how we can expand as Las Vegas, as Nevada Mm-hmm. And bring in different manufacturing. So we're not reliant simply on China for our manufacturing chips and things along those lines. So we expand in the right way. Right. That means that it does give us the ability to spend the money needed to Nevada. We, we are a hub. We'll always be a hub as long as we have water. So I don't think cost right. is, is going to be a factor. Well, but then there has to be some um, right. m- mechanism that triggers why we won't have water in 30 years. Like if you're... If we said we could produce gold right now and we told you it would cost X amount of dollars, you would go, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it right now. <laughs> so it, what she's, what I'm hearing is water is going to be like gold, right? It's going to be obsolete. So if it's going to be obsolete, then what's the cost, you know? Because it's not obsolete in, you know. We can't make it rain. It rains plenty in the United States of America. We don't harness the rain. We don't harness the snow. 90% of our rainwater goes out to sea. It's, it's mm-hmm. some crazy stat like that. So it, that this the water thing, though, is not lumped into this mammoth infrastructure bill that it's being. There's a whole lot of shit in there, but no water. Is that right? Correct. You know, and that's where you would start. Like, infrastructure should start with water yeah. and aqueducts and what is pipelines more and all that. Yeah. Correct. It should start with the basic need. You know, go to the... Uh, the poorest uh, third world countries in the w- in in the world, and the reason that they're so poor is they have trouble having water exactly. and clean water. And water, I mean, we all are sitting here with the water on this table. We probably won't drink most of it, and we'll throw it out. We don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And two thirds of the country has too much water. Right. This part of the country has some issues and pays no. We do not ration water here. You know, California a little bit. Well, your shower pressure might be a little less, but we are watering. Uh, golf courses and gardens and fountains and all the time. Yeah. As of recently, they actually sent out a voicemail, uh, and you're supposed to only water on certain days, you know, here in California too. And so that is something, an initiative that they're car washing, (laughs) you're car washing, you're watering, you'll get fined. Yeah. yeah. Um, desalinization seems pricey, Mm -hmm. but it seems like a better, uh, a it's better um it's proven that's what Israel uh, does option. Israel does it yes like completely right yeah mm-hmm. better option than what they're doing in Africa where they're t- turning actual sewage into drinking water which Bill Gates is a big uh funder of <laughs> which well, which I Americans vote no. right I Amer- vote no. <laughs> right a little bit as the way we are as Americans where our water source comes from i'm i'm not sure that we're not too um prudish to even drink ocean water if it was desalinized you know uh i drank a bottle of um Rainwater. It was some company at Whole Foods. I got a bottle of it. It was like uh-huh. some kind of. It was damn good. Right. Well, it was like thing. Texas rainwater. Like, yeah, but here's good. the thing. I mean, are we really if we're not drinking that water mostly anyway, we're talking about using that water for everything else. We're short of water. We don't. Let, let's get real. I, I would say ninety-five percent of America doesn't drink out of the faucet in general, right? Like good we point. all drink right. bottled water we or do filter, in New York City or filter that water out of being filtered. So, right. Very. It's very tiny percentage so of co- our water. It's sort of like the wherever the the fountains at the Bellagio is from. You're not drinking that water. Right. So the reason why the desalinization seems good is the machine or whatever that takes is already built and done in Israel. It just seems like it's just done, put in place and right. pay for we, it. And then you allocate. So, sure. so we, to your point, it does rain. We can funnel it, capture mm-hmm. it, do a better job, get it into Lake Mead, hold it there. Um, and then the other part is going to be more for your pools, your watering, your things along those lines to actually um, give and keep 
Mm-hmm. Las Vegas where it needs to go. And with those, I think other states follow. And then Correct. you can talk about that pipeline when, when other states start to follow and then you start getting closer to the states that have all that water mm-hmm. that floods, you start, maybe, oh, well, maybe we connect this pipeline to that pipeline. And well, and then I think you might even get into... Um, you know, we've talked about the terrorist targets in this country are mm-hmm. always things that, that now that they worry about infrastructure and electrical grids and right. water supplies and Hoover Dam and yeah. all these kind of things, that the states are not doing what, you know, Texas, good or bad, does have its own power grid set up. Right. They were fucked on it last year, but they do have it. The water here, most of the West Coast... Arizona, California, it is coming out of here, right? It's coming out of Colorado River. Yes. Was that the trigger? Because in your backyard that you're like, I, I'm worried about this. I need to do something about this. I need to run for Senate. These are like fast steps. No, that wasn't, that wasn't the trigger. <laughs> that was something as I was looking at it uh, and wanting our economy to grow. So I care about small business. I care about, you know, our growth. Um, and if you're just going to care about that without looking at what is needed to support that, we've failed. Right. Uh, and that's something that we need in order to balance out all the other things that I want to do for this city, for this state and for the country. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of where that stemmed from but you know some of the things that tipped me over uh, was our kids you know what's happening to our kids across the board is uh, you you awoke a beast so i i may look you know nice in a dress um but i will run through a wall yeah if i see someone hurting our kids and that's what's happening and it's constant um and then you and we are hurting our kids yeah Uh, the actions of the last two years we can argue about what they've done to um the adults but what we have done to the kids there's no question that we are damaging our children without even a deep thought about it without even a second thought about it the the mass the kids let's make them miss school the kids will be fine if i hear one more time that kids are resilient well you know what you're testing them in a way that we never tested them for it's not just them falling up and scraping a knee and doing this you are taking away social interaction you're taking away school from them you're taking away a lot of things from them that their collateral damage, which they should never be. No. And we're talking about millennials who've never had to work hard a day in their life. They got participation trophies. Yeah. So it's not like they have this like grit. And so, you know, my mom's a therapist and what's happening, the uh, number of suicides in kids have yeah. skyrocketed. Yeah. It's terrible. Emotional uh, trauma we're inflicting on kids mm-hmm. and, and we're not protecting kids. So yeah, you awake a, a mom and you awake certain people, like that will change the country and that will start a movement. Uh, that still doesn't quite answer my question. <laughs> where you're like, okay, you had your eye on this. How long, how far does this go back when you're like, did you think about it in 2016? She got in office in 2016 when Reed left. Did you think about it that far back? I actually didn't. So there's a recent thing. Yes. And um, you're watching her on TV or you're, and you're just like, you know what? I want that job. Uh, actually, it's 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 pretty specific, and you know, if I may, so it was something that for a while, as I just watched, I've wanted to uh, make an impact on my country, no matter what. It wasn't just specifically a Senate seat; mm-hmm. it was the fact that I love my country and I want to serve my country. I didn't do it in the military, and I wanted an opportunity to. Um, and I did that by philanthropy, creating businesses, things along those lines. Uh, fast forward to recently and seeing what is happening and seeing no one have like, excuse me, but the balls to stand up against the machine per se. And I was like, that's what I know how to do. You, you, you put an obstacle in front of me and I will find a way over it, around it or through it. 
You are uh, running as a Republican? I am. How many so far have declared? It's still a... The, the, you still have six more months to get in the race, I imagine, people mm -hmm. who aren't in the race yet. How many are declared, do you know? There are three others uh, that I've seen. So All two. All Republicans or just both? Well, she, the, well the incumbent, yes. nobody's running against her. Okay, as an incumbent. So She's a Democrat. Democrat. Got it. Yes. Three are taking. Okay. Um, For the primary, which is in June. Got it. Got it. So the primary is in June. Do you, where do you align with them and where you don't, at least on the, the, your primary challengers? Do you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I would have to say there's one gentleman, his name is Sam Brown. He's in there and I honor him for serving uh, our country. His wife served our country. I honor them both. Um, but with all due respect, uh, I, I don't see that he's going to stand up for the issues that we need to. And I don't want to bash him in general, but something that I think that our country needs. Guess what? We actually takes woman balls, <laughs> well, it's, but, it, but it's also about uh, election integrity. And so yeah. if that's not an issue on your lips, if you're not talking about that, if you don't have a plan around it, you do not belong in this seat. There's no reason for you to step up and take the seat because that is a massive issue that needs to be addressed now, not later. And it's not something we can walk past. So that is one thing. The next person um, has been a kind of career dabbling politician. Mm -hmm. We don't need more of that. We've already seen that. We've seen uh, this person fail our state because of current losses. And now we're in the situation that we're in. So, um, again, with all due respect, step aside. It's my turn to go serve my country. Mm -hmm. And then if you feel like after that, you can actually become what needs to be for our city, for our state, and for our country, mm -hmm. try again. But not this year. Um, does your blonde hair beauty queen background work to get you some attention or is it always going to be held like it is it's it's an asset on some like because it will get you it gets you noticed gets you attention it gets you on morning television it gets you all the things you need right. gets you social media but it's also used to belittle yes yeah but you've probably dealing with that your whole life absolutely and that's kind of why i feel like i have been prepared my whole life for this because it didn't matter what I was in. I was in Future Farmers of America when I was a kid. I got blonde jokes all the time. Uh, you know, I drove a tractor. I did all of these things like growing up. I grew up in the country, I rode horses, whatever, whatever. Um, but just, you know, fast forward to now, there are so many who belittle the fact. And I was like, why? Because I went Especially women. Yes. And I was like, why? Because I went after a title and won that title yeah. multiple times. Yeah, Am I, I being belittled? Crosses everywhere. I think people belittle everybody in general. It seems this. <laughs> yeah, we are belittlers. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's just become just as bad as everything else these days. Is people are quick to belittle instead of understand or even right. even yeah. accept. Forget even. Uh, and accept, girl on girl like, crime is the worst when it comes to this stuff. Oh yeah. Right. They don't want somebody. Oh shit, she's successful and she looks good. Well, there must be something else wrong right. with her. Right. They really don't want that. Right. You know. They really. You know. The women they want to push out front have to have sort of one or the other. They they until they, they push them out front, and then they want to bring them down. Then I mean, they want to bring them down. That's everything. That's you know, say what you want back in the day, and you can align politically however you want. Uh, the fact that women did not, on some level, rally behind Sarah Palin. She was a governor of a state of a very large, complicated state with a lot of issues. Right. She should have at least gotten applauded for that. Yes. Um, and if you didn't like her politics on them, but, but the first call is she's dumb, she's this, she's that. 
that was mostly women piling onto that. Yeah. They didn't champion her like they do some others who they don't perceive as a threat who, who you know, she, I'll vote for her because she's not going to steal my husband. That's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. I, I think this is, this is my stance on this. Look at me however you like. I don't care. Judge, um, but get to know me. And then if you don't like me at that point, yeah. Feel free to go kick rocks. I mean, I don't care. Uh, it's not it's not an issue. Um, but know that I'm here for you. And if you want to stand with me, by all means, I will be your best friend. If you don't, I'm still going to be kind to you. You uh, are or were a Trump supporter? Uh, both. So I actually was in Los Angeles uh, when he was elected the first time. And I was getting uh, bashed by simply having those views. Um, they're like, oh my gosh, how could you possibly? And it was like, I looked at his policy. I'm a policy person. I sat down, I read his policies. I said, I align with his policies versus um, anyone else. And so that's why I'm voting for this person. Had nothing to do with, with his tweets, his demeanor, his pandering, anything along those lines. Had uh -huh. everything to do with policy. Is there a way then to balance that? Because a lot of um, people who are running and they're attaching themselves to Trump on some level are not attaching themselves to the policy and the and the things they agree with. You <laughs> sort of have to go all in. It's a tough balance because you want the Trump vote. And a lot of people, I mean, that's a, still a big pool. I'm not right. sure it'll still be a big pool a year from now. So you kind of have to weigh that all along that you can say, listen, has nothing to do with the the person, but these policies are things that I believe in and we should really take a closer look at again. Right. Um, that's a reasonable approach to it. It's hard to do. Right. Yeah. Because you obviously at some point would seek his endorsement. Uh, he actually endorsed my opponent already. Oh, he did. Yeah. So the Were you already in career politician. W were you in the race then? He has no idea. Like he has oh. no idea that he endorsed the wrong person. He does not know me, and he endorsed someone who has name recognition. And he's flipped. He, he's flipped. It's not too anyway, late to change like that. I would definitely change his mind if he met me. I would change his mind. Four six months before. It's plenty of time. Yeah, Absolutely. it is plenty of time. He, you may not even want his endorsement by six by months. Who knows? Right, also and who knows? Like, who knows how uh, radioactive yeah. the Trump name will be, or who knows where we are as a country? Maybe the Trump name will be. People will be longing for the glory days of Trump. Like, right. We don't know. It's a fast-moving ship. Right. I, I like the idea of just going back. I, I am not political on any level. Like, sadly, to be on this show, but welcome. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I, but obviously, in the last you know four to six years, eight years, you've kind of been forced on you regardless. So. I, talking about policy is I welcome that and open to discussion of any policy to have a rational, honest, open discussion and not That's, to have... Well, a yeah, game. a lot of people come on here and they say, I'm not political. We have this all the time. You have an opinion. You live a life. You're affected by issues. People don't like the rhetoric and people don't like the arguments, right. but yeah. you have passion about Correct. certain issues. That, I think, I think, okay, so what I, yes, I'm passionate about anything I talk about and anything I look into and anything that I have interest in. I think calling yourself political in this heated time makes you feel like you're going to get pushed to one side. I don't want to be pushed to any side. Right. Like, I don't like, to be honest with you, what I didn't like about Trump in general was the fact that it was pushed into social media. I don't. Everyone, look, it wasn't a secret before he came on to politics that people had different opinions and didn't like each other. Like, that's not a secret in America. The, the secret was it was able to keep two honest, open discussions in groups that mattered, not 
blasted everywhere and well, with no opinions. And, what or, would have happened? All opinions and that's no a effects. that's a chicken egg situation. So yeah, Trump and social media coming together at a perfect storm. Mm -hmm. But let's just say the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky shit happened during the age of social media and Twitter and Facebook mm -hmm. and all that. The storm and the pros and cons and all that would have been... It would have been nothing. It, no, it would have been huge. It wouldn't have been. There are certain things that you can look back and be like, oh my God, thank God we didn't have Facebook then or Twitter then or anything. I think that Trump was sort of the fuse, but we were waiting as a society to go after each other uh, on a lot of levels. I, I don't think Trump caused it. Um, I, don't, I, I think he was sort of the rock that everybody threw through the window. You know, mm -hmm. for sure. Well, he threw himself with that rock through the window. Like he probably he, true well, too. I mean, that's that's what he wanted. Like that's what got him what he wanted. Which yeah, was, which that's, is all power to him. That's the strategy. His strategy and what he went for got him what he wanted. And that's well. At, at some point, okay. this country though was was ripe for the Correct. the grenade. Totally. 100% agree. Well, and he had his finger on that pulse. Yeah, that's and he was. Thing. and that's He knew just, ahead of time. Like He, he was three it, steps he, ahead knowing that. He And got to give him credit for that. For He's sure. a very keen social observer. Mm -hmm. He does understand human behavior. Mm -hmm. For you sure. You know, a lot of for that sure. is his business world. A lot of it is reality TV. Like, he understood that if he dove in the middle of this, sure. there's just as good chances as anything. So all of the elements have been there for a long, long time. We have no been contesting elections in this country for tw since Gore Bush. There's Absolutely. people around well, since, Gore. Since, since you know, they started, no, actually, I you know, goes back. I don't, like, you know, I don't know if I'd point. stop at you know, Gore Bush. About, I, I know, but in terms of this it. sort of couple generations, right. you can go back to Khrushchev calling Kennedy my president because he thinks he influenced. You. I mean, you can go back a hundred years. We've always, sure. there's always been meddling. There's always been, but we have been contesting just about every election since 2000. You know, people thought Obama didn't really win you know both sides of it that this is this is an abnormal way as americans for us to have political discourse and have discussions and it's not productive everybody thought things might calm down a little when biden got elected it might be worse it's it's by far worse <laughs> one of the things that i think that i see is just we have advanced so far in so many different ways but yet we have and continue to fail with a voting process that makes people feel confident that we actually have a voice uh, i posted uh, the other day a picture of the fifth century like you know when they were counting via rocks you know, like that was their original way to vote. And it's like, you literally can't flip that. You can't change it. Um, that's, that's how it is. And I was like, why have we come this far? And we don't have something to ensure that, you know, when you show up, because like, mm -hmm. I'm encouraging you to vote, but yeah. when you show up, I have no guarantee to say your vote matters. And that's what is so asinine to me is that we haven't gone through, made sure that we have the fail safe because we have so many different ways to do it, right. but we're not instituting it. We Why? Can't, we can't vote online still in this country. You know, there should be a way you fingerprint on yeah, your laptop if, and you vote. Yeah, but if you vote online, then people would say, oh, there's a way to hack that. And I get that. it. And I get it. But the technology, no, the, the look, way we... No, this is just a rabbit hole. That you're <laughs> not, oh, I agree. The there's fact... No digging. Like, unless, unless you go in and write it down and six people verify and triplicate and this and that and you, you know, sign we, it. My grandmother was 88 years old and she's working this archaic polling site in Poughkeepsie, New York for a year. And I'm like, she's not checking anything. She's not doing anything. Voting integrity, I, I, I get. It's also part of the game. Right. It's a long tradition in this country. What, other than vote, what is the first step that you think your average citizen can do 
other than getting arguments on Facebook and other that? Are there things, steps that you're like, you know what, everybody should do this or can do this? What what can we do as citizens? Get rid of somewhere Facebook. between um, running for Senate and and you know marching. Is there something that like, you know what, I wish more people did this besides come on political junkies, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely want them to come on political junkies. Yeah. Um, I think that. One thing that's really necessary is kind of taking a look at the issue instead of sweeping it under under the rug and saying, you know, it's not really impacting me. So, for instance, the schools like CCSD, I'm going to attack CCSD right now um, because they're overstepping boundary after boundary after boundary. They need to be a parent. They need to be present because so often we're literally passing the buck. We're passing our kids off and we're not present. We're not having a voice. We're not making sure that it doesn't get to this extreme point. So as a citizen, Mm -hmm. when it matters, get involved. Don't just stand over here Mm -hmm. and bash everybody else that has a different opinion. You need to show up. And that's my biggest thing. You need to show up for the things you care about and do something about that. So stop talking shit and take action. Well, right. A lot of times, especially recently, the vocal, Show the up. more vocal minority is pushing the agenda. A lot of parents are like, you know what, either I'm protecting my job or I don't want to get involved. Right. And then a small handful of louder people right. who they're might dictating. not be the voice, they are dictating it. Most people are scared to speak. They are scared to, to speak. Judged and they're afraid to be judged, they're their job, yeah. and I respect all that. But you are basically putting your kids out there to fight the fight that you really need should be fighting. Right, and we're slowly losing so many freedoms because we're doing that because we're afraid and so that is why i'm, I'm skipping the the 10 different steps in order to get to a place of influence because i don't have time in my opinion this country doesn't have time to turn around you know in in, in 2050 you know yeah that's true i mean you know trump didn't run for new york city council mm. he dove right in the deep end of the pool same with schwarzenegger so did a lot of people you know um, sort of neophyte politicians are just like, I have some, I have an opinion and I have a plan or I think I can get things done or I'm better off than the career politicians. Yeah. You know, uh, career politicians, you can argue, you know, a lot of things in the last couple of years that just because somebody has been doing the job for a long, long time doesn't mean they're uh, competent or qualified to do it. A hundred percent agree. And it's, it's infuriating because some people just want to get their name on a bill and like have that, that doesn't go on your tombstone. You know, like the money, our country is literally in shambles and people are not taking, you know, the proper steps. Like the oxymorons are insane. You know, uh, the vaccine, you know, we have 623,000 adverse effects, you know, reported to VAERS and we have 680, you know, that have died from COVID. So, you know, look at those numbers. There's two, they're, they're two super, super similar. And we're not paying attention to numbers. Numbers have to matter. What's coming across the border, mm-hmm. uh, the drugs, uh, human trafficking. There are so many different things and the numbers, people aren't paying attention to them. We're not making the change. We're not standing up and saying, this is, this is an emergency. We need to close our borders. We need to make sure people, you know, aren't just bringing drugs and uh, allowed to be human trafficked. Every 30 seconds, someone is trafficked. Yeah, I know. And they're, they're, they're just things, though, that like that, they're really complicated. The border issue is really complicated. Mm-hmm. Both sides have tried to figure it out for a long, long time. We can't completely shut it down. You can't pick and choose who you want to let in here. Can't open the spigot and let everybody in here. It's complicated, and nobody can get a real... You could have the greatest plan in the world for this. We're not going to get it through because we have this breakdown at the... Uh, federal level that it that isn't gonna 
get us anywhere. It, I don't know what we do about it. What do we do? We can't just say nobody can come in the country for 20 years. At, at, at some point, this, this is kind of w- the way I see it. Mm-hmm. At some point, we need to take a look at America and mm-hmm. say we need to be healthy first. We have to take care of us first before mm-hmm. we can help everybody else. So do we close it? For a certain amount of time, I'm not talking 20 years, right? But you know, a substantial amount of time, so then we can institute something like a migrant program. What's a substantial amount of time? I would say, you know, I haven't done the specific data. Five to ten years is really what I was looking at. A five to ten years. I, I haven't weighed out which one is better or mm-hmm. the wise behind that. Um, but we do have farms. We have things along those lines, which I'm not ignoring, where we will need migrant visas. But we need a better check-in process. We need to have penalties if they don't check in. There's so many different things and loop polls where well then how do you what about the argument that there's a lot of talented uh people from southeast asia who we want to come to this country because they're the mines Mm -hmm. and um we want to attract talent from different because then you're getting to an area where like okay then the cracks happen in this big wall we gotta let them in we gotta let them in and there where are we okay but then it's on us to educate and develop the minds here i'm talking about the fact that we need to focus on our camp i agree but Why that's tough that, to do in five to ten can, years. But they can both be done. I mean, uh, yeah, but I'm just saying to. Uh, okay, we could focus on both. I mean, I, I think we can, but both those things it'll take a generation I mean, to change we'll, to turn this ship of because our schools are still mostly local or private. So to turn that battleship around and start educating Americans better, which we don't do, <laughs> we that's don't. that's going to take longer than shutting the border for five or ten years. So I don't say I have an answer to it. I'm just saying it's really complicated and. Uh, you know, that's a, there's some issues that everybody sort of like guns. There's a lot. There's yeah, a lot. Hard, I mean, there's things nobody's been really gets all. anything done either way because it's really complicated. Okay, but but then we can look at it and say, hey, guess what? It is complicated, but at the same time, we have to take that first step and we can move. We can pivot as we're turning this ship, you know. But we have to take those first steps as we look down the line and say, hey, guess what? This has to happen now for us to get some sort of grasp on it. Do, do we have to extend it at that point? Yeah. I do believe in the fact that we can get both done. I think that we are brilliant enough to do that, but it this point right now it is so open we're allowing so many things to happen to our country we're not getting a grasp on it we're not educating we're not focusing on it we're we're grabbing from other areas versus saying hey let's actually look at our education because it's horrible yeah but let's is. focus on that instead of worrying about but focusing on our education borders like i think that i think education and I educating igno- i'm not saying ignore what i'm saying is is focusing on education i feel like sadly this country can't do more than walk and choke and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> well, i'm not so, sure Fo- focusing on education is just hard to do at a federal level and i don't think waving a wand and giving free no, college or absolving college debt Agreed. i don't, I don't think, think that's, that's the answer either no i don't it think the college level is where the issues are no i think it's the elementary school sure. and everything should Agreed. you know should there be more federal funding given to the states to to increase the program yeah but then you have all kinds of teachers unions like it, it's it's just a real can of worms that we're opening here i think it has to start at home 100% I agree with that but a lot of parents are have have either lost their way or trying to let um apple do the work for them right. instead of parenting and uh you know it's a challenge there are complicated issues and i do think it will take um a unique voice to plow through them. Trump, um, you know, if if Trump had like 30% softer bedside manner, he probably would have gotten a lot more done. He just couldn't 
rein himself in to do that. Do you know the numbers? If he didn't have Twitter, he would have got a lot more done. I agree. Honestly, the, the anger, I like he could have. He um, created his own. He did shitstorm of anger. Unfortunately, I agree. In, in in his way that he wanted, but I think. I think it was a game. When to you him create a, a shitstorm, it's hard to right. pull the shit back. But a unique, and strong, ballsy voice, I think, can get things done. Correct. Right. Do you know how many accomplishments he had during his presidency? Well, I mean, that's nebulous. It depends on what you consider to be an accomplishment. Like, I've seen the list. Yeah. Some of them are good. Like, you know, and you could do it the other way, like giving sure. Biden's accomplishments, and they put out a press release of a bunch of bullshit, too. But I think if you have to look about big picture. Correct. COVID doesn't happen. Trump gets reelected, I think, in a landslide. Yeah. So even though people too. were mad and whatever, the country was relatively doing fine and people would yell like, no, we had racial issues. We've had racial issues here for 250 years. Mm -hmm. That didn't just happen under Trump. He right. would have, barring something crazy, and you can't ever say barring something crazy with that, he would have <laughs> got reelected fairly easily. I agree. Which means that people, even those who opposed him, kind of said, you know, were like, yeah, this really isn't so bad. I know I bitch about him. I don't like him personally. They were kind of okay with it. Because of their pockets. Because of... Yeah. yeah. Again, I don't if he was off Twitter, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, the only thing I had to... St I, I didn't even mind him before, just the Twitter thing. And I don't have Twitter, just... It forced the conversation on people who didn't want to have the conversation. And I think that's why he got his ass kicked. Because people who didn't care before and yeah. would prefer not to care were forced to care because everybody started talking about it. Yeah, so, every conversation is a referendum you know what I, does that on make where sense? you stand so When I say Trump. I don't care politically, what I meant by is I didn't care to have a conversation every day about politics. But Does Trump come up in every interview you do? Uh, right now, that has been a major theme. The media won't let it go. No, they won't. They want every conversation to be a referendum on Trump or where mm -hmm. you stand. Well, I brought this up on him, the, too. He wants that. He's still he likes that, too. But there. I brought that up on a, on a couple podcasts ago. If you go on a date now, before the edamame even hits the table, <laughs> they want to know where you stand what? on Trump. Uh, and, before the edamame? I'm sorry. Yeah. The first text or second text. <laughs> no, I know. It's, Seriously, it's real early. It's you, as you, the number's given. Are you yeah, yeah, on people, your Bumble profile? People need to know right away. You used to be able to be married to somebody for five or six years, and you might not even know for how sure. they voted. Correct. They come now it is he is omnipresent. Mm -hmm. So I think that should go away a little bit but part of him is he's you know leaking out i'm gonna run again i'm gonna run again he wants to be in the conversation he wants to be a player he wants to be a kingmaker. he wants to do all of these things but at some point when you're getting interviewed or you're campaigning the trump shadow has to go away and it has to be like these are my ideas this is what we need to do and this is what i believe in how we fix america mm -hmm. and that's hard to do because you still kind of need a little bit i think that's going away yeah i think, think that, only because we're deep think, we're not quite in the, 2022 is a whole full speed that's election I mean. cycle again. it's a long but it's a long time away so i think more people like yourself will come out where you'll start speaking about his pol the policies and not his i mean let's be real they weren't even his policies he didn't have a policy his, he adopted the republican policy as he started running and as he started going so if you go back to republican policies and start focusing on policy and being able to have those discussions perhaps the distance will you know he's going to fade himself out yeah if people start caring about but there's so many that. Polarizing figures now. AOC, Pelosi, Mc, Mitch, Trump. I mean, there's just so many characters in this in this play going on now. The biggest challenge for you is um, blonde hair or fundraising? 
Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are both the... They the actually <laughs> kind of go hand in hand. Uh, I've had some people, you know, ask the question, what does a beauty queen know about anything? Well, did you win a beauty award? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I was Miss Nevada United States. I oh, was shit. Miss California. I've had like a... Oh, shit. I had no that's idea. Sort of a, that's a that's pageant big awesome. enough, though. You shouldn't be able to win two states. I know. That's, right? Yeah. So you're a multi-state winner. Yeah. You, uh, it's yeah, amazing. You should have to stay in where you it was, from. It, it was Going around stealing titles from no, other it was, I lived there at the time, so I is lived that, there. Is that the qualification? Yes, that is the qualification. I guess Mitt Romney was a senator in two states, right? Or he was a governor in... He was Massachusetts and he was Utah. So I guess you could do that. You can so that states. should, I mean, yeah, but that, like everything should help and hurt in certain areas. It, it does, in exactly. Areas. And, like, and in some things. And so at this point, you know, I, I'm not going to sit there and allow that to kind of distract me. It's I'm, I'm running full force ahead. And again, but money's a huge factor. Money's a huge factor because uh, the one of the persons that is running against me um, is going to easily raise twenty five million. You know, even in the primary race, which is in June. And, uh, you know, I really like the grassroots. I, um, you know, think that also, you know, our, our uh, nonpartisan, our independents, our li libertarians need a horse in this specific race because it is in your face. And you, you've said that multiple times. It's in your face, even if you don't want it to be. But you actually have to stand up at some point and say, hey, guess what? I'm going to be counted. And that means that even in the primaries, you actually have to change your status to Republican in order to be able to vote. What does it take? Primaries. What does it take to get on the ballot? Does it take a certain amount of signatures to get on the ballot? For for me or Yeah, for you. To no. run is there You just pay here you just pay the fee. Oh you just pay the fee and you're on the ballot? And you're on the ballot. Hmm. Yeah, cause so you can actually technically have, you know, twenty, fifty um you can uh, th th there was someone Travis, get my checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be a Nevada resident, which I'm not. Um, what is, they must give you a ballpark. Like, what is the dollar amount needed to be competitive in a Senate primary? Is it $5 million? Is it $2 million? $12 million. $12 million. Yeah. $12 million gets you in the game. For this one specifically, yes, um, because it is such a highly sought-after race. Like, this seat is pivotal across the country. So, you know, in order to have someone strong enough to go against Catherine Cortez Masto, mm -hmm. that is where, you know, everything lies is right there. Both Arizona seats are up. Is that right? I think they're both Senate seats in Arizona are up. State, are, are, well, it wouldn't be both the, uh, the U.S. So. Yeah, both U.S. Senates are up. I think they are because he was finishing Kelly one. Typically, it's, it's, it's staggered. It, yes, typically it's staggered. I'm not sure it is because I think both Georgia seats are up again, too. Somehow it got screwed up because they were both finishing a term. So they're okay. short term. Okay. I, I'm, I could be wrong on that. I could be positive, but I, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, there's quite a few up. Mm-hmm. You know, and but they typically go in a certain way, like you know. they go in a certain way. So it's mm -hmm. every two years, some are up, and it does Correct. stagger, so Correct. you don't replace both. But midterms are always favorable to the opposition party, typically, which bodes yes. well, mm -hmm. um, especially in a purplish state like Nevada. <laughs> are we considering it purple, or is it still a red state? You know, uh, I would say that it is red. Um, but if you take a look at the numbers, it's definitely been purple-ish mm -hmm. um, just over the past few years. And the tension and the people who, like, the, the narrative, the loud that are causing the narrative. But you look at the counties and just uh, all of northern Nevada is red. Like, no question about it. Right. You know, there are only two, you know, counties mm -hmm. that actually have any sort of... Is your strategy to go after those counties hard or to try to sway the purple into or or yourself? Yeah, for that's that a good matter, question. Or yourself for that matter. Do you, into yeah. Do you play the to the base or do you issues? try and convert people right. on the fence? 
I think it's a numbers game. You have to do all of them. I, I, I have to work harder than everyone else. And so it isn't, you know, just me being able to go after one because this is such an aggressive race. Um, so there are 500 and, you know, 60 something thousand that are the base. But then right in the middle, there's also almost 900,000, which are your independents, your libertarian, you know, like you have so those groups. So I have to go after them as well. Would you sooner go after your opponent or go after the votes? What do you mean go after my opponent? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like when you're running, when you guys run, you run and then when you get to a certain point, you, you start attacking each other. Well, it's yeah. either they're voting for you or voting against you. Cause you're going to start, you know, there's a strategy, right? Where you have to take the votes right. that are out there and these votes may go to this person. So, you know what I mean? It's time to start talking. Who did, who did she beat in 2016? I actually don't know. Travis, get that Google out. I wasn't but that person here. is not. I was not here. So the, but that person is not running. I take it. But no. The, the question I have is, do you go? I think maybe Dean Heller. Maybe Dean Heller. Do you? Someone like that. I've always been curious to know, do you go after the votes at that point? For me, directly? I, for me, I want to go after the votes. So that it's something that I'm really passionate about is uh, I want to, again, I'm not going to change the world in one single cycle. We've already talked about that. But there's something to be said about the fact that I can bring honor to the table. Honor looks like you having a different opinion, you having a different opinion, but you know and believe that I'm going to represent the people of America you know, at that table. It, it's and so instead of sitting there and bashing and hating on Catherine, go, go look for yourself. She's done. It's oddly going to be tougher for you to win the primary than it would be for Absolutely. you if you got through that. Correct. Because th then all the attention, then it's just me against her. 100%. It's woman on woman and here's our issues, whatever. Trying to differentiate, or differentiate yourself from at least two other dudes, yeah. you know, and so you're kind of attacking her. You're kind of attacking the Democrats. You're kind of attacking Biden but then you have to kind of go after your Republican opponents. That's a challenge. I like to attack the policies. So I like to attack policies. That's, that's really what matters. So it's like where they stand in their stances, it's the policies. And then I can bring up the things that, hey, guys, this, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going. Are you coming with me? Is there a major policy difference that you see against your Republican opponents right now? Is there, is there one thing that you're like, these, I'm not on the same page with them besides uh, shut the faucet off? Uh, you, one of them is, is, is voter integrity. Voter integrity. Yeah. So they're, they don't, they I'm not saying they, they don't, don't care. care about it, but they're not leading with I'll it. Say it. They they're, they're specifically, one of, them, one of them is saying, let's just move on. Like it's in the past. And uh, for and me, you're into transparency. Yes. Right. You're into, okay. So is that, is that a subtle shot at the 2020 election? For me specifically? Yeah. A shot? Or is that, or do people interpret it that way? If you talk about voter integrity, is that code for Trump beat Biden? Is that that? It, it's code for I know and I have seen the numbers and there is fraud and has been fraud. And we have a, a number of more than 40,000, whether they're dead people that have voted here in specifically in Nevada. And so for me, I care about cleaning up our voter but rolls. But do enough people care? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I know, but you want to win. Yeah. So you have to sort of pick on what enough people care about. The polls are 80%. It, 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 so it's sort of like somebody just said to me, uh, Beto O'Rourke is getting into run against governor of, yeah. of, uh, of Texas. And I heard somebody say like, oh my God, he's going to win because, because of what happened with the uh, abortion ruling. Well, that's like eighth in terms of priority if you live in Texas. It's top two. Yeah, no. Election uh, integrity is top two. Yeah, right, right. In Texas, they care about guns. They care yes. about all kinds. Like just because you don't live in Texas and that's an important issue to you, it doesn't matter. Same thing with you, though. Mm -hmm. Is voting integrity enough of an issue for people in Nevada it is. that you have to lead with it? Yes? It is. Top two. What's one? 
Uh, it was a, a couple of different... Probably taxes, I assume, but guns, taxes? It was actually Second Amendment was up there as well. So I've seen a couple of different polls, so I don't want to... They were, some of them were independent, yeah. uh, so I don't want to just give a, a, a blanket statement. Uh, I've seen guns up there. I've seen taxes. I've also seen... Um, and water wasn't even pretty much on there, but again, I, I'm looking at it as economy. Um, See, I don't personally care that much about uh, election integrity because I think it's a game. And however you play the game is how you win. That, I mean, honestly, that's my opinion. I can't agree with that. <laughs> really. You know, it's been going on for I, a long, long time. If you're right. better at the game, you're better at right. both sides. If you cheat. both play the game yeah. and you lose, then you lose. Yeah, like. both sides are trying to, to win at the you know, same I a, game. I have a love for integrity, though. I have a I love for integrity. I get that, okay, too, but but a, especially in sports. I have a son, sports. Okay, so I have a perfect example. I have a son who plays sports. Okay. And he plays football. He plays baseball, but he plays football once in a while and played an organized football. Mm-hmm. And he was like, came after game, Dad, oh, they're, they're pulling on me and they're wiping their flag and they're breaking all the rules and the ref's not calling it. And I said, okay, and you know that's not right, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, but also when you're in the game, the ref decides how the game and the rules are played. So if they're not calling it, then you can do the same thing. So if the rules of the game are being called a certain way, how can you expect the other team not to play against it? Sometimes or play you got to win to make change. And, yeah. that's, uh, I, and I get that. And for me, um, it's, it's a hill that I'll die on is integrity. And because so but I can get in the election by writing a check. That seems like that should be barrier one. Yeah, why, why would you want to die? Why would you want to die on a hill that doesn't get you the ultimate goal, which is to be able to make changes that you want to make changes? I guess that's what I was getting at earlier. Yeah. Was which you I, obviously have hardline you issues. You have to pick yeah. your battles. Yeah. Which hardline issues are you going to give in on? Because you're going, you're not going to be able to go on all your hardlines. Right. So right? I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I compromised my integrity. You know, when I'm running in this. So it's just like that. That is something that's massive for me. So if I have to knock, you know, 567,000 doors personally in order to get my name out there and get people out to vote, I will spend countless hours. I will do fundraisers. I will go wherever it takes in order to get that without losing my integrity. That is something I can't and will not do for, for God, for myself, for my family, for my country, because that's what I'm standing on. And that's why I'm running, because I believe America is better than that. What was the conversation like with your family when you're like, you know what, I think I want to run? Because <laughs> that that's putting them, uh, you know, everybody's Exposing fair them. game. Yeah. I'm supportive you know, for the most part. Um, you know, I have, you know, sisters and um, something that is, and, and people talk about a lot and they ask is like, well, I have uh, an older sister that's missing. Um, you know, she went missing four years ago. And, uh, you know, so many people bring that up in, in conversation. Um, and so it's, it's not an easy topic, especially for my family. I think that's probably the hardest part mm-hmm. um, is dragging them through almost every single time there's an interview that's something that is talked about um you know it's it's in um bios it's in interviews so i think for me that's the hardest part is like to put my family through that where they have to relive it because we don't have answers um other than that that, thank you um other than that uh, everyone has been uh, amazing and they love me they support me they don't all have the same views though either which is great and i respect them i assume it's going to ramp up um as we get into next year is it every day you're working on this now is mm-hmm. it when does it become just 20 hours a day 
it's it's 20 hours a day now. Oh, now. It is now. Um, I, I took a little bit of a birthday uh, trip in Destin, Florida, which was absolutely beautiful. I know, it's lovely. I've Powder never, beaches. I, I had never been. It's really nice. And so I took uh, about uh, nine days, and then as soon as I landed back, it, it was my sprint slash marathon. Um, I am an activist as well, so I care about, you know, uh, philanthropy and making the change. That's why I'm here. If, if not, like for anything else, it's just like this is, I would look at myself and say in history, um, I, I wouldn't allow myself to, I guess, get past the fact that I didn't stand up and, and be counted and not just at a rally. Like I want people to have faith in a system. I want integrity. And I'm not saying like rules that you can't step outside of the box because we're mm -hmm. supposed to step outside of the box in order to create in certain you know aspects. But I believe there are things that are harmful, that are hard, that are damaging to our country. Those are the hard lines in the sand. And some people may say that it's impossible. Some people may say that it can't be done, but I will die trying. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ballsy, whether you agree with your policies right. or anything. I mean, you have to give credit it to put your, yeah, to it takes balls to, to run, to put yourself out stuff. there and to stand up for what you believe yeah, in. A lot of people you. wouldn't do that. So that takes more than writing a check. <laughs> it does. Uh, final thought, preliminary pitch to the, uh, people of this country in Nevada as to um, why they should get on board your train here? I would say the thing that sums it all up is that I'm here to fight for the people. Uh, this is more than, um, you know, just a another voting, you know, situation. This is for America. This is a war. You know, we are in a war that is digital, that is virtual, and uh, I'm, I'm here to win. And I want people who are patriots to stand uh, and hold the line with me. Plug your website. Uh, Sherelle for Senate, the number four, senate.com. Um, see me there. You can see a little bit more about my story. You can see my policies um, and uh, donate there as well. I'm not going to ask you this question because I don't want you to get in trouble, but I'm going to ask you this question, Craig, because it's the first Ooh. time on the podcast. Give me a conspiracy theory <laughs> that you know is kind of out there, but you kinda, you're like, yeah, you know what? I kind of believe that one. Ooh, wow. I like that. <laughs> I'm like only like 95% sure on the moon landing. I'm like, this maybe, probably, but I have I mean, some wiggle room on that. I don't think Stevie Wonder's really blind. Like, I have some things. What do you got? I Is mean, there one that you're like, oh. I guess without, with, and for, for lack of, for being able to save time and not spending a lot of time thinking about it, I guess I would go with aliens in outer space. Type okay. Are there aliens dealing at the Bellagio? Like, do they walk, <laughs> do they walk among us? I would say no. You'd say no. You think you've not seen an alien today? I, have, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an alien. But you life. believe they're out there? I do not believe they're out there. Not among us, but no aliens in the space? No. We're the only ones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm willing to believe that. Okay. I don't know. I don't yeah. really have a thought on that, but we're in I mean, uh, Area you know, again, 51. Country. Again, show me different and I'm down. Have you been in Area 51? No. Roswell's or anything to see down there? No. I haven't been invited. I haven't been invited either. If I get invited and they show me, then maybe I'll believe it. We asked that on a prior I've episode, a episode of this. It. Does the president get all the files? 
like he's like give me the, the no they like, don't, like they he's don't. just at a desk yeah it's like hey I want to give me the can, can you bring me the Kennedy Anderson? file can I get uh, the Anderson they conspiracy they don't file? get the file yeah, no they not, don't get it all but no. that would be such a treasure trove I would lock myself I right but I think hours I think I'd run for I think he couldn't I think <laughs> but I think that they can't even get to the guy who does have the file like everybody has some sort of deniability so even the CIA head he doesn't suddenly there's like a middle level person who really has it. Uh, I, I Do you want? Are you going to write a movie on that? Yeah, no, I think that's a good thing. I go with the whole Kennedy it. shooting too, but I mean, you think what? Lone gunman? Yeah, that's really a boring theory. <laughs> I, again, like, there's yeah. the answer. Okay, again, I am the last, probably the wrong person to ask about conspiracy theories because I don't buy it. You're like, now. nah, it's all that's just as they that's told That's why me. they're theories and not COVID reality. from a from a bat or a lab. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you got to pick one. I would say a lab. Oh, see, that's a little. If I had that's to a little conspiracy. I would say a lab, but <laughs> okay. I don't. I would say a lab by accident, not yeah, on purpose. Not intentional. Yeah, probably lab. Not released on purpose, but by accident. Yeah. Experiment on again. I won't get you in any trouble. I know. I was. Yeah, that. you don't um, have to say. Don't say a word. All right, uh, you guys were awesome. Thank you. Good luck with everything. Uh, as far as us, like, Thank share, uh, follow, and please review this podcast. Your reviews mean a lot in the podcasting ecosystem. Good job, Travis, and we will see you next time on Political Junkies.